0: The electricity regulator, market regulator, wants retailers, the companies that send you your power bill, to have to proactively tell their customers whether or not they're on the best plan. The electricity authorities try to stimulate more switching and comparing of power plans. It says ideally this would lead to increased competition among retailers and lower prices for consumers. In December, less than 2% of customers switched their power plans, and the vast majority of those were people moving house. About a quarter of residential consumers, 475,000 households, have stayed with their retailer for 10 years. At present, the regulator funds the price comparison website PowerSwitch, which it contracts each year to Consumer New Zealand, at a cost of about $1.4 Paul Fuge runs the website. He'll be with us in a moment. Morning, Paul. Good morning. Consumers often cite the complications of moving from a bundle plan, say electricity as well as broadband, as one barrier to switching. And difficulties putting households' own consumption data into the PowerSwitch website means consumers aren't confident the results from PowerSwitch website will deliver lower prices. The Electricity Authority suggested retailers alert consumers when they're not on the most suitable plan, and as well as best plan notifications, it's proposed keeping an externally run website such as PowerSwitch Funding community advises to encourage more switching and further promotional campaigns. The authority's chief executive is Sarah Gillies. Good morning.
1: Morning, Catherine.
0: So on the question of having to tell people
1: whether they're on the best plan for them or not what would that look like from a consumer's perspective? How would it happen? Yeah sure so it's one of the things we're consulting on Catherine and I guess the starting point is as you say switching isn't particularly high uh, and we know there are a lot of choices out there for consumers and that can sometimes make it really difficult for people to figure out if they're really getting the best plan so we're consulting on whether that would be a way to help consumers to help lift that switching rate um, because we know that if people shop around they will get a better deal.
0: So If you're going to require the electricity company, though, the power company, to tell me whether I'm on the best plan, how would that happen in practice? Would they need to contact me once a year and say, looking at your usage... You should be on this plan. How would it how would it happen?
1: Yeah. So in terms of details, that's part of the the, the consultation, and we really want to hear from people about how that might work. But that's the kind of thing that um, that has been looked at in other countries. That that basically that information would have to be available on your bill or made available to you, so that you you are reminded, and and that gives you that kind of prompt to think about um, assessing whether you could get a better deal.
0: How would it be enforced?
1: Well, that, that's a good question. Um, so we we have the ability to make rules in the electricity industry participation code, and where those rules aren't complied with, we then have the ability to um, to assess compliance and take action against companies that breach the what rules. What would be the consequences for failing to do something like this? Well the way our system works is that if you breach, if you're a retailer that breaches the rules, um, there are penalties that can be associated and they can go up to $2 million now. So um, that's that's within the realms of possibility. So
0: say someone's advocate uh, goes to the power company and says this person has not been told about this plan, I've done a check, they should be on a better plan with you. They
1: could complain to whom? They could complain to you? Yeah that's right so ultimately that if that becomes something that's required, then. Then that, that's where the people that people would then complain to. I
0: think this was put in place in Australia
1: last year, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and how's it gone? Uh, I don't have that information myself, but um, but that's something that we're we're looking closely at, and um, that's part of the reason for consulting and understanding. You know, we've looked at what's happened in a, a few other countries, and that's why this is in the mix. There was some talk also of having an auto function where someone
0: struggling to pay their bill. Is automatically put on a better offer if there is
1: one by their company. Could you bring in something like that? Well, I think you know we're consulting. We really want to hear from people what the options are. Um, we are, the consultation's live at the moment, and there is a short survey that people can go on our website and and complete because we really want to hear from as many people as possible, and particularly consumers. Um, so, I really encourage people to go to our be- website and um, and take that survey and get involved. What are current switching rates? I think something like 6% when people are not in the process of moving house. Obviously if you're moving house you might, um, but generally it's about 6%. Per annum. And what would you like that to be? That's a good question. I mean I think we'd definitely like that to be higher. I don't know that I've got a target in mind, but what I, we do know that people who switch save money. And we know that switching and uh, you know really helps the retailers to keep offering better deals, keep innovating for consumers, and ultimately that's what we're here for. We want to make sure consumers are getting the best deal. Is
0: consumer data accessible enough? Many consumers we hear uh, doubt the results they're getting from the PowerSwitch website. And is this in part because they
1: can't put their exact data in and see what gets spat out the other end? Could it do better? Yeah, I would say absolutely data is important. And um, that is another area of focus for us as well we are really keen to get as much data as we can about what's happening so we can better monitor and better recommend things that need to be in place to support consumers.
0: What are the further promotional campaigns that uh, are an option under consideration.
1: Yeah, so the consultation paper sets out some options for the switching site but also some complementary options that we could um, put in place. You've mentioned the best plan. Um, there could also be more promotion to help people realise the benefits of switching and also potentially um, people who can provide advice to support consumers because sometimes that might be an easier way for people to understand the options. But who would available. fund that? Well, that's one of the questions we've got to well, look Should at. the industry fund it? So we are um, industry funded because we're levy funded, and
0: so... Yeah, but who should fund having these advisors or having these promotions?
1: That's part of the question that we're looking at.
0: Okay. Some say you are tinkering. Critics say you're tinkering. And I'm thinking of some of the smaller retailers here who have tried to get competition up and running. They say power prices are continuing to increase, up 1.9% in the December quarter, I'm told. And unless those wider market issues... The dominance of the big four gene tailors is addressed, you won’t make much of a difference. Your response?
1: Yeah, so ultimately we're here to serve consumers and we've got a range of work going on to support consumers in terms of um, this kind of thing that we're talking about today, switching um, consumer care guidelines and supporting consumers. But we're also absolutely looking at the physical power system, how that needs to evolve for the future to support consumers and having the choices they need in the future and the wholesale electricity market that supports it. We recently had a a report from our... um, Uh, advisory group that set out some of the changes that might need to happen to support that uh, market in the future Such as? There's a range of 31 recommendations in the MDAGS report, um, and they go to all sorts of things, including risk management. And um, are, are you alluding to
0: the fact that the industry needs to make a profit because it needs to invest a lot in the coming years?
1: Investment is absolutely critical. If you look at what we need in terms of generation, um, we need uh, investment in new generation. We also need investment in, in innovation, in battery storage systems, and in flexible demand. So are you suggesting that their profits are reasonable in the circumstances? I, I don't. Know that it, that's a question that I can really get into today. But what I can say is that we're we're focused on that future and what consumers are going to need in the future, and making sure the market evolves for that. At
0: the, at the retail end, though, the so-called you know competition. How many of these smaller players who've come on the market have subsequently been bought up by the big four? Because I can name one, two, three, at least. And what is the point of that? What is the point of a new player coming in to foster competition that then just gets bought up by the Jean tailor?
1: Yeah, look, I think ultimately what we are concerned with is making sure consumers have got choice. Um, choice. Well, gives there's them a m- choice when they continue marketing themselves. It's the savvy, young Aussie
0: battler. I shouldn't say Aussie because they're Kiwi-owned. You know, it's a savvy, young battler use that marketing front when actually they're owned by one of the big four? Yeah, is that the,
1: transparent? They, well, I think there's a, a mixture of, of ownership models out there. Um, but the most important thing is that people are um, shopping around and looking at what, what kind of deals that they can get from, from their power provider.
0: So when you have a smaller retailer like Ecotricity owned by Genesis, there's another that Contact bought out, for example, should the, should the consumer know that that company is owned by one of the big four?
1: It's a good question, Catherine. Um, I mean, ultimately, you know, there's a lot of complexity out there. There's a lot of plans. There's a lot of options. I think the best thing we can do is help people get the information that supports them in assessing the the best options. And we know that if they switch, they're likely to save quite a considerable amount of money.
0: Thank you. Sarah Gillies, who is CE of the Electricity Authority. Paul Fugers with us. We introduced him earlier, Power Switches Manager, reminding you that this is the website... Um, that is funded by the regulator, uh, and the, the whole gig has been contracted out to consumer NZ at a cost of 1.4 million. Let's look at the savings attached to switching as things stand now. What are some of the latest numbers,
2: Paul? So the last month, the savings on uh, the median savings through PowerSwitch was $430 dollars per year through switching. Over the last six months, it's around $409 a year. So that trend is increasing. So a year ago, that number was $385. So what we're seeing is an increase in the uh, in the savings available through switching provider.
0: Okay. Why aren't people switching more?
2: Well, it's a perfect, perfect storm, really. There's a lot of apathy and confusion around electricity. And I hate to say it, but electricity for many people is simply simply quite boring. So it's a hard thing the for people aren't. to get. It's a hard thing for people to be excited about. In fact, 1 in 5 consumers don't even bother to open their bill. So it's very hard for people to get enthusiastic about it, but it's also very hard for people to compare prices because the bills don't contain key information that consumers need to make comparisons. So
0: we've been here before and I think we've been here before also, Sarah. You want a simple, consistent set of data on each bill where people can compare one to the next, to the next.
2: That's right. It should be the pricing is for petrol or other things.
0: Why why isn't that happening already? Where is that at, please, Sarah?
1: That's part of the
0: the current review. Yeah, that's
1: right. Okay.
0: This question of the smaller, so-called smaller companies actually being owned by the bigger companies, has that, in fact, increased the confusion? Paul?
2: I think there's a lot of confusion and apathy in the industry in general. I think there's there's evidence that consumers have simply given up uh, 30% of consumers tell us that they, they don't think there's any difference between what retailers charge, and that's simply not true. Are they
0: correct? They're no, not
2: correct. That is not correct. There's a lot of variation in electricity prices. How is
0: that variation reached? Because this is the other thing that happens, and I thought it was going to be outlawed by the Electricity Authority. I can't remember whether it was or wasn't. Um, someone switches to a new consumer, and there was like a 70-day um, kind of zone where they could switch back again. Straight away, that big company they've been with for years comes back and says, Oh, you know, actually we've just worked out we could save hundred and fifty dollars exactly what you've just been offered here if you stay with us. Is that still legit? That
1: that's yes, so no, pinching poaching back the customer? No, so there's a period of time in which you can't uh yeah. can't poach back. Yeah, that's right. How long is that period of time? Oh, Catherine, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Like three months or longer or it's yeah, it's it, a year or
0: it, no, it's not that long. Okay. A period of months. So that's, that, that's another issue here the, the confusion you've got all these players you've got companies um, who I'm now being told can't poach back right within a set period of time has that made a difference
2: it has made a difference that's that's a really positive thing the electricity authority did uh, let's the saves and win backs so that's correct that um electricity providers, if you change, they can't immediately just ring you up. And that, that was brought in because some of the smaller players were being outmuscled by the large players who could simply just throw a losing lot of market,
0: money. Any market share they were gaining was going straight back to the big player.
2: That's right. They were investing in winning customers, well, and they were sort of had the rug pulled out front of their feet.
0: Can you speak to that question of some of the smaller uh, – 180 days it is, thank you, that's six months, that, that date. Thank you, Jacob. Can we – Talk this about this issue of some of the smaller players coming on the market and then being bought out by the bigger players. Do they still offer a better deal than the
2: parent company? Yes, that, that tends to happen as we see the smaller challenger brands uh, do offer sharper prices. So on PowerSwitch we see that. The, the ones that, that tend to dominate the results pages in terms of the lowest uh, prices tend to be the smaller players. Not always. Uh, there's a lot of jockeying for position over the last year, which was why we encourage people to to regularly check. Uh, but in general terms, the smaller players tend to offer sharper prices. Even
0: if they are owned by the bigger, yes, even the bigger if they player. own. Okay, questions coming in. Can you ask why all companies aren't in PowerSwitch? I've stopped using it for that reason.
2: Well, most companies are. We cover ninety-seven percent of the market. Is Flick in there? Yes.
0: Okay, someone asking why Flick isn't in there.
2: Flick are in there. The only company of any size that aren't in PowerSwitch is Slingshot, uh, and we are in active, they're 2% of the market, Yeah. and we're in active discussions with them. They have requested not to be on PowerSwitch at the moment, uh, and we're in active discussions with them to get them on the site.
0: But this person's saying not spot price, but fixed price plans with Flick and others.
2: No, all those all the plans all are on there.
0: there. Well, this brings us to another question. Is the site itself... As straightforward as it should be, given the starting point, which is inertia. Is the site itself too complicated?
2: So, we've invested a lot of money recently on making the site more simple. Electricity itself is quite complex, and it's made more complex through the fact that uh, basic information is not included on power bills in a consistent manner, and that makes it more complex than it needs to be. And it's an enormous frustration for us that it's some simple fixes the industry could do to make it easier for people to compare prices so we're left sort of trying to fix that through our website and i agree it could be made much simpler if people were given the information they need
0: so they go to look at the site and make a comparison and they're getting wattage per hour whatever whatever and all those numbers that look like a set of power lines what can they see
2: we make it really easy for people because we make it uh, an annual estimated price so they get one figure which is the cost per year under each plan Because electricity pricing is very complex. There's a daily charge. And different plans have different tariffs for different times of the day. The price changes according to the the location. There's 70 different network pricing areas in New Zealand. So it's, it's a really difficult and complex area. But we make it really simple by giving people a single number they compare is uh an annual cost and compare to the annual cost for all the other plans that are available in the market. Is
0: this issue then part of what we were hearing earlier, which is the consumer wants to put their own plan, punch their own data into the site, so that they can be sure of what is coming out the other end? Is that possible?
2: That's right. So 30% of people are giving up on making a comparison because they can't find the information on their power bill. So it's an enormous frustration. So what they
0: come you- to your site with their power bill, but they can't input it because they can't make
2: sense of it. All the information is missing. 40% of of power bills didn't have uh, a pricing plan named, and 80% of those who did had a different pricing plan than the pricing plan that the retailers had provided to PowerSwitch. See,
0: isn't this just blatantly obvious as a fix? Requiring a consistency and what do the power companies say when you ask for that they'll have a whole bunch of reasons like the banks why this can't happen and we have to cooperate and it'll take ages and we need new technology or whatever is that the case or could
1: they do this now could you introduce this now Look, I think that's why we're doing this consultation is to is to see what the best ideas are and to see what's possible um, I think it's absolutely critical that people have the information they need to be able to you know make that comparison and see whether they can get a better deal
0: can you give us some
1: numbers, Paul, just extrapolate that
0: $409 per household on average a year for those who switched, is that correct? Yes. What does it amount to in total savings across the whole market for consumers?
2: So if for every 1% of consumers we can convince to switch, there's an $8 million wealth transfer from electricity retailers to consumers. It's only 20,000 households. So it's an enormous potential for New Zealand households to save money. So last year PowerSwitch saved consumers directly around $6 million. But we think the figure's indirectly because a lot of people switch off our site or they use the information from our site to negotiate a better deal with their power company. So the savings figures we're generating are more like $30 million a year.
0: OK. Other complications apart from the, the bundling and is there a way of dealing with that where you have your power and broadband with one company? How did, how does PowerSwitch deal with that?
2: So we've invested a lot of money into our site and we now have bundle plans on our site and they're in a separate part of PowerSwitch so if people are interested in bundled plans we wouldn't recommend bundled plans we think they're a more expensive option but we they are a thing in the market so we do have them on PowerSwitch. Uh, and they're in, a, in an area in power switching. People who want to look at bundles, they can look at them
0: and make the same comparison. Okay, and get an annual figure. That's, that's Although correct. someone's just said I switched, and soon after the company raised their prices. <laughs> can't win. Um, but but is your uh, site updating constantly? By the way, constantly. yes. Okay.
2: One of the biggest costs we have is the is updating up, the data. We have three and a half thousand pricing plans in our database. So one of our big costs is constantly updating all the Should prices. There
0: be three and a half thousand pricing plans. No, no, it's it's overly complex. This reminds me of the infamous, you know, um, confusion as a marketing tool. Do we really need 3,500 separate plans?
2: I would say no. It's overly complex for the size of New Zealand population.
0: The other situation is when you're on power and gas and your supplier says you get a better deal for keeping your power and gas with us. Not all of these providers will be able to do gas as well, right? That's that's correct. So what do you do then? Do you compare the power and gas? Do you call that a bundle or just, just power and gas? We call, Deal. That,
2: we call that we call dual fuel. Dual
0: fuel. Do you, can you compare that?
2: Yes, you can. With com- separating, them. you can separate them out, or you can p- compare them together.
0: Do the companies that provide both slap a real penalty on for separating them, separating them out a real price penalty?
2: Yes, it tends to be that dual fuel uh, providers have lower prices.
0: Okay. What do you want to see happen out of this current consultation?
2: We we think consumers are overpaying for the electricity. Um, What we would like to see is a simple fix that can be made right now is to put basic information on power bills that allows consumers to easily compare. What that means is we can then automate comparisons. We can make it really easy for people just to enter their address and then we can just automate the whole process. That can be done right now. This isn't something we need to invent. We've built an algorithm to do that. What's frustrating us, and what we've been talking about for many years, is getting retailers to put that basic information on power bills in a consistent manner.
0: Do they need to be required to do so?
2: They do, because there's a first mover, uh, first mover problem here. So we talk to retailers about this all the time, and they can see the problem, and they do have some sympathy for it. But the problem they have is if they invest money to make their power bills more clearer, they've just made it easier for their competitors to take their customers away from them. So why would they want to invest money in making it easier
1: for their competitors to take away? Can you see this issue? Absolutely, and this is a really important part of the conversation.
0: And, and, And this is directly being discussed as part of the consultation? Part of what we want to hear from people in terms of their views. Is there an option as part of that consultation to require power companies to provide this consistent fundamental information that switching analysts need?
1: absolutely open to hearing people's views and that's that's exactly what we're going to do, so really encourage people to go on our website and fill out the survey.
0: What level of switching do you believe would be success?
2: Are there comparisons overseas? I'd like to see between 20 and 30%, I think would be good and over time that should reduce as you know retailers sharpen their pencils and, you know, come closer together because one of the things that the benefits that PowerSwitch provides is we're providing industry back to retailers themselves and we know they're looking quite closely at PowerSwitch at what their competitors are charging and so that in itself is helping drive power prices down. I mean we've seen a massive increase in PowerSwitch usage. We've seen a 64% increase over the last four years.
0: Was that massive over four years when we were all at home stuck with nothing to do for a couple of those years but get on the computer?
2: It's a massive increase for Mm. a, 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 a subject which people find quite dull uh, and there's a lot of apathy around. So we're really encouraged by the increase. We've seen a 16% yep. increase in switching. And like I said, we've saved, we've saved consumers $6, $6 million directly last year, but closer to $30 million indirectly. Mm.
0: It's dull when you're looking at complex lists of things you don't understand. It's not dull when you see a savings at the other end of it, right? And that's the point. Getting it to the point, we're getting as quickly and succinctly to the savings
2: as it should is be, the experience? It should be fun and easy to compare power prices, and wow. we can make it that way if if retailers would agree to put basic make basic information available to their consumers.
0: Just finally, way too complicated for me," says this emailer to switch power companies. I'm just too old, not sufficiently sufficiently computer literate. I would like the best plan advice, but would prefer subsidised domestic solar. Um, well, you're not that. Computer literacy. you're all over you're all over the innovations in the industry. Um, I also I don't want a smart meter and extremely limited retailer options in the far north where I live. Thanks Linda. Uh, the smart meter is another part of this actually um, Are you treating this separately whether consumers are actually making savings whatever plan they're on to the degree that they could be where our smart meters truly smart? is that an issue you're investigating or intending to investigate?
2: So that's a real issue going forward as smart meters, because what smart meters are enabling—they're pretty dumb at the moment, aren't they? Basically, we're not using smart meters in a smart way. Uh-huh. They're not being the full potential of smart meters is not being realised. So New Zealand's a real success story. New Zealand, we've got over ninety percent penetration of smart meters uh, at a huge cost. It's a real success story, but we're not using them in a clever way. We all
0: turn our washing machine on and the dishwasher on at the same time because
2: we lock again. We lock that data away. If I could get access to consumption data from smart meters, again, I could automate power comparisons but what's happening now is retail offer- offerings are becoming more complex we're getting time of use pricing coming in and that's where the, the price of electricity changes throughout the day now to do comparisons of those what I really need to see is someone's consumption profile I need to see how much electricity they're using at different that's times of the bigger day
0: your whole comparison website if that comes in without the data being available isn't it
2: that's right and so the secret source is to get the data to do comparisons we need the data
0: and if the is changing at various times during the day and you don't know it, that big is your website.
2: It makes it more difficult than it should be and needs to be, although we've invested a lot in the site, so we've got very, very clever algorithms that do very clever estimates for people. They need the data. But it could be better.
0: I Thank you both, Paul Few, Shara Gillies. Let's touch base when the consultation's done and you're ready to release some recommendations.